Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the Gremlin. about what's going on in this room because I think there are some fascinating ramifications here for the future. When you introduce genetic material of research quality to a life form such as ours, which is possessed of a a sort of, I hesitate to use the word, atavism, but let us say a highly aggressive nature. For example, that fellow over near the, um, I believe that's a common bat of the order Choroptera, the only mammals, I might add, capable of complying. That was a clip from 1990's Gremlins 2 The New Batch, where a gremlin drinks a brain hormone and becomes the brain gremlin, voiced by actor Tony Randall. And I love this dang movie. I don't know if you remember, Tom, but when you were in the Boy Scouts, you used to get a uh, a magazine called Boy's Life or something like that. Oh, and yeah. One of the articles was about Rick Baker making all those gremlin puppets and i remember looking at that magazine and seeing that article and all those different gremlin monsters and just thinking dude i gotta see this movie those gremlins are awesome because it showed all the different ones it had like the gremlin bat this was for gremlins too um and it had like the gremlin bat and Uh, All the different types of gremlins in that movie because that one had more different types of gremlins than the first gremlins movie. Um, But it it was just... I remember that Boy's Life magazine. Yeah. And I remember I was totally fascinated. And I think that was the year where I was getting all into special effects. And, and, uh, you know, I ended up getting that one uh, eyewitness book, if you remember, where it had the special effects... Uh, in Filmland and television, and I, I still don't have remember that. Book. Yeah, I, oh, you don't remember it? No. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture of it later. But I, I got that one, and I got that George Lucas book where it had all the Star Wars films. Uh, in I do it. remember that. Do you I still, still have, have that, that book? one as well? Yeah. Yeah, that thing was sweet. And I, I remember that's when when my fascination of of special effects was really kicking in. Um, was right around that time, and that's when, when I I started uh, like getting into more of like the mechanical stuff, and then also the uh, the effects on computers. Um, yeah, I is, mean, I remember at that time because that was around 1990 when when Gremlins two came out. I remember at that time I wanted to make cartoons, but when I read that article and saw all those puppets, I started getting more interested in in live action movies just because it was so cool to get that behind the scenes look um at at those gremlins those puppets that rick baker was making they were so dang cool 
I'll have to see if I can find that article. I want, I'm sure it's probably online. Oh, maybe oh it's not, probably but. somewhere, yeah. But yeah, it, I remember it being really neat. I can't imagine the amount of time. There's actually an article that I'll reference later on. It's about all the, the fun facts about these movies. Um, there's 20 different facts. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll just I'll just say it real quick here. The um, we'll throw it in the show notes. There's a link on Mental Floss, mentalfloss.com, and uh, if you go to that link, Mike, it's uh, it says 20 facts about gremlins, and it, it they they go off on all kinds of different stuff. It says it's partly responsible for the creation of the PG-13 rating. So apparently, uh, Steven Spielberg. Um, when he uh, put out all that, it says, truth be told, it's Steven Spielberg who really re- is responsible for the introduction of PG-13 rating, both Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Yeah, was, that's what I was going to say. I thought it was Temple of Doom where, where PG-13. Yeah, but it says, and Gremlins, uh, which huh. he was the executive producer on, were rated PG upon their release and subsequently criticized for not being kid-appropriate to avoid being slapped with an R rating in the future, Spielberg suggested that the MPAA add a rating between PG and R on August 10th, 1984. Red Dawn became the first movie to be released with the new PG-13 rating. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that either about Red Dawn. It's kind of funny because I feel like there aren't really a lot of movies that are kind of almost R that, but are still family movies. I feel like Spielberg and, and Amblin Entertainment made a lot of those movies in the 80s, which were really cool because you kind of everyone could watch it. Like a movie like Gremlins, you know, the whole family could watch it, but it wasn't like, you know, a like well, family movie is known look these at it days. Compared where, to now, got PG 13. Yeah, it's like either a really are, young kids' movie or it's a hard R. It's hard to find a movie that is a little edgier than a normal family movie, but you know the whole family could enjoy, like Gremlins oh, well, was. Right, right now you could probably put Gremlins on for little kids, and they probably would have no issues watching it. I mean, the stuff that's out there right now that that's considered R-rated is so insane. Uh, these ratings they almost mean nothing right now. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. That's definitely true. Even stuff, yeah, that's just on TV is probably, you know, crazier than than Gremlins. <laughs> but it used to be, yeah. yeah well, even like yeah. a couple of other things in this mental floss um, thing, you know, it says Chris Chris Columbus didn't write Gremlins with the idea that it would actually be made. He wrote it as a spec script and writing sample. It was found. It found its way into the hands of Spielberg, who explained that it's one of the most original things I've come across in many years, which is why I bought it. So it wasn't even going to be made. Wow. But also, the Gremlins... a writing sample. Yeah, it said uh, the Gremlins were inspired by mice that inhabited uh, Columbus's uh, apartment. It said, "By, by day, it was pleasant enough, Columbus said, of the Manhattan loft that he lived in in while attending film school at NYU, but at night, what sounded like the platoon of mice would come out 
and to hear them skittering around in the blackness was really creepy. Those mice inspired the gremlins. It just it That's has a bunch cool. of neat stuff in here. Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo. What the heck is some of that? Tim Burton was in the... Let's see. Tim Burton was in contention to direct it, but apparently he must not have. It says there was a lot of buzz surrounding Tim Burton after the success of his short film Frankenweenie, so much so that Spielberg considered him to direct Gremlins. But the fact that Burton had not had yet to direct a feature film worked against him and the gig was given to Joe Dante. After a year later, Burton released his first the- theatrical feature, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So anyways, just check this this article out. Uh, it's got a lot of neat stuff in there about, you know, even some, some of the just movies in general for the 80s, you know, and how stuff even happened. But th- there's definitely some neat things in here. Nice. Well, in case if people are wondering what a gremlin is, maybe we should get into it. <laughs> what yeah. do you think? Let's jump right into the history. Well, without further ado, let's dig in. <laughs> All right, so a gremlin, uh, I don't, for those who may not know, is also known as Mogwai. Um, and that comes from the 1982 film Gremlins and the sequel, the 1990 sequel. Um, and that dates back to Chinese legend. Um, according to Wikipedia, the Chinese claim that Mogwai are certain demons which often inflict harm on humans. These creatures are said to reproduce sexually during mating seasons triggered by the coming of rain. Now, supposedly, they take care to breed at these times because rain signifies rich and full times ahead. Uh, Mogwai, which is spelled M O, G-W-A-I comes from, so the term Mo, I guess, M-O, derives from the Sanskrit Mara, M-A-R-A, meaning evil beings, literally death. In Hinduism and Buddhism, Mara determines fates of death and desire that tether people to an unending cycle of reincarnation and suffering. This is good stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Death uh, leads people to sin. Or wait, it says he, oh, Mara. Mara leads people to sin, misdeeds, and self-destruction. Meanwhile, Gui, which I guess is the Gui part of Mogwai, does not necessarily mean evil or de- demonic spirits. Classically, it simply means deceased spirits or souls of the dead. Now, according to Jeff Rovin's 1989 text, The Encyclopedia of Monsters, which references the 1982 Gremlins movie, uh, it's basically the beginning of the movie, searching for a Christmas gift for his teenage son, Billy, inventor Rand Peltzer enters a curio shop in Chinatown. He buys the caged, cuddly, untransformed mogwai from the owner, who admonishes Rand to keep him away from water, keep him away from light, and never, never feed him after midnight. Well, as you know, chaos is going to ensue, which it does in that in that movie. So that's kind of the history of the Gremlin slash Mogwai. And uh, yeah, that's what I got for that. Yeah, so if we jump into powers and abilities... 
uh, you know, of course, I go back to our fandom website, and this this we'll put this in the in the show notes as well. It's it's on villains.fandom.com, and I've read through this whole thing, and it has a great amount of information in it on these guys. It starts even kind of like with a lot of the stuff that you said, maybe a little bit brief. Briefer as far as, I don't know if briefer is a word, but more brief than uh, than what you were saying as far as the history goes. But it's still really neat. Um, but some of the abilities that they have is obviously they're multiplying. Um, it says prolific multiplying at the heavy contact of water and they're continual multiplying as long as water is there. Uh, they have criminally cunning intelligence and evolution. Um, the, I don't know, they're they're not very. They say they're carnivorous and bloodthirsty, but they're not they're not really bloodthirsty or anything like that uh, towards um, humans. Yeah, I don't if think you, they you notice eat, they never really they do anything to the humans. They do more to the dog than they do, you know, humans. They're more destructive. Yeah, it's more like hijinks and stuff like that. But I don't think they eat them. Like carnivorous means they're eating them, right? I don't think they did that or do that. They're just they just cause destruction. Yeah, they're more like uh, pranksters. It seems right. I mean, they. Uh... They have claws, they have sharp teeth, they have those, you know, crazy looking ears, so their hearing is is obviously, you know, uh, pretty good. And they could still, you know, dig into stuff as long as they, they can, but they're, they're mainly, in, in all of the movies and even a lot of the stuff that I've read here, they're mainly destructive. They just, it's like a, a, a three-year-old kid just like going around and touching everything and breaking stuff and, you know putting a fork in an outlet which don't do by the way um but i mean that's basically what they are so they're they're just but but then some of them drink those serums like we had at the very beginning you know where christopher lee was trying to uh uh you know talk him out of not drinking that brain serum and and they do anyways and then they have the bat one and they have the the uh the vegetable gremlin and then the the other one that drinks the electric serum, and they got all these different serums that transform them into all kinds of stuff. But really, their power is multiplying uh, if they get into rain. And then they just kind of go crazy from there. And obviously, if they're in a science lab, which they are in, in Gremlins 2, and they're drinking all these other things, they could transform into, into whatever, really, that that they want to transform into. So um, it's, it's definitely neat with some of their their powers. Uh, their hobbies are eating, drinking, partying, playing, and causing mayhems. Uh, yeah, their in goals the, in are... the first Gremlins movie, the scene where they're in that bar partying, it, it's awesome. It's just so funny and well done. And Oh, yeah. It, there's a lot of clever stuff in there. Yeah, so the... Um... I, you know, and Stripe is probably, you know, he's, he's kind of the, uh, the villain in the, in the first one where he's just going after Gizmo all the time and the dog and, uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, at the very end, their weakness is, you know, bright light. So if they, if they get hit with bright light, which is how Stripe ended up dying at the end of the, 
of the first movie there, uh, you know, that's all they really have to do. I mean, you could probably blow them up with like, you know, a bomb or something like that. But, you know, to state the obvious, the weakness as far as the gremlin character in the movies are the, the bright lights. Um, I like this other thing on villains.fandom.com. It says, you know, their crimes are mayhem and assault, mass destruction and vandalism, um, torture, animal cruelty, molestation, public obscenity, <laughs> forced confinement, uh, illegal obscenity. property takeover, and attempted genocide. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. They're, the type of hostile species they are is a mischievous trickster. It's just kind of funny, you know, some of the stuff that people, you know, put on here with uh, with these guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the other stuff that I ended up finding as I was, you know, going through stuff. Obviously, Dungeons and Dragons has a gremlin uh, in it. They're little, they're not very tough creatures, uh, but they just have stuff in here, you know, on on uh, a D and D website, the the D and D wiki dot com. Um, they're tricksters by nature, uh, building and breaking stuff, dizzying, dizzying intellect. Some of their abilities, they have dark vision so they could see at night and they have like some fey magic. They also bring a bunch of misfortune um, when you're playing them. So they bring bad luck. So if you're carrying a gremlin for whatever reason, uh, you know, they'll bring you bad luck. And it's, I just thought it was kind of neat to just see the other the other things that were out there for uh, for Gremlins. There's also a a strategy game that I found on Steam, and it's not really a uh, a game that that's you know like you run around like Gremlins, but the the artwork in this is really well done. Uh, it's basically a strategy board game in a steampunk world of corrupt capitalist gremlins who compete for money, political power, and prestige. And it, it the campaign, you, you basically go in and you like you're stealing money from other players. You could play other players. The reviews on this are outstanding, but the Dude, artwork that thing here, looks cool. Yeah, the artwork looks really cool. Yeah, and you know what it reminded me of is their their picture here. Um, uh, I guess I should say what it is. It's it's called Gremlins Inc. It was made on March tenth, two thousand sixteen, and the developer is Charlie Oscar Lima Tango Interactive. Um, is what they they have here. Oh, yeah, Steam, I love the artwork. Doesn't that remind you a little bit of the the guys in? Uh, Harry Potter, I can't remember what their names are that are at the bank. Um, can't yeah, remember kinda. what the names. But it, it looks kind of like that. Yeah. But it looks like a cool game. Um, and uh, you can get it right now for 15 bucks. There's also, I guess they've come out with all kinds of different um, updates. And you could get the whole entire bundle for $51.93. I guess they're having a 20% off sale. But that includes... The Uninvited Guests, The Automated Competitors, The Astral Gamblers, The Famous Figures, and their original soundtrack. If you actually watch the video on Steam, the soundtrack is kind of neat. So, And then one other thing that I found is uh, on Amazon, I guess the Nintendo Wii 
came out with a uh, a game called Gremlins Gizmo, and it's kind of cheese. Don't get me wrong. I was watching some videos. I never own this, uh, but I was watching some videos of this, and uh, it's it's kind of cheese. But nevertheless, it's still a, a Gremlins video game. And then they also had an Atari um, 2600 video game that was pretty cheese as well. But I wanted to bring it up. And a couple of other things that I had found, there's the the TV series Charmed with, uh, what's her name, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, yeah. Yeah. So apparently they have uh, gremlins in there, because I think they're, they're witches, and uh, they had brought up, because it, it came up as I was searching for different things, and they were bringing up about gremlins uh, in this as well. I don't know anything about this. Because uh, I've never watched it, but I wanted to bring it up just because it was one more thing that had gremlins in it. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff out there with gremlins. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up was that there is a Marvel superhero called a gremlin. And uh, oh. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy to me. Um, he first appeared in The Incredible Hulk in on uh, comic book 163. Uh, He was created by Steve Englehart and Herb, uh, I'm not sure how to say his last name, Trimpy. Um, But anyways, he's a human mutant. And uh, and yeah, he he basically has all kinds of different abilities. He's an accomplished genetic engineer, superhuman intelligence, ability to create advanced devices and weapons. And uh, he basically, I didn't realize this... um, but he's a gremlin, or he, he says gremlin is a mutant who has inherited the genius level intelligence that his father, the gargoyle, gained when radiation mutated his brain. It is unclear whether or not gremlin's intelligence is of a superhuman level. So I'll, we'll throw that in the show notes as well, that link. It's a Wikipedia article on on the gremlin, but uh, but yeah. It's it's there, so that's nice. what I had for just some of the stuff, um, uh, you know, uh, for for Gremlins. Nice. All right. Well, for movies and TV, you have Gremlins from 1982. You have Gremlins 2: The New Batch from 1990. There's a movie called The Puppetoon Movie from 1987 that uh, has some Gremlins. I guess at the end of it, I haven't actually seen that movie, but uh, check that out. There's a movie from Roger Corman in 1987 called Munchies, and this looks like a definite ripoff of Gremlins. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen that. But I watched the trailer, and yeah, it just definitely looks like a ripoff. So that again is called Munchies. Then. I don't know if these are necessarily Gremlins, but they definitely, if this was definitely a ripoff of Gremlins, and it was called Ghoulies, a uh, movie in 1984. A ghoulie is a little demon. Ghoulies are usually summoned by hell or from hell by black magic spells. Ghoulies come in all shapes. Some appear like animals, some don't. That's a little description of Ghoulies. But yeah, Ghoulies, the movie, 1984. Then in 1987, there was Ghoulies 2. In 1990, Ghoulies Go to College. And in 1994, Ghoulies 4. And then if... I wish there was a pack that had all four. 
There, there was a, a DVD pack that has the first two, but uh, not all four, unfortunately. You know, uh, someone's going to have to create that. But then there are two makings of, you have Ghoulies from Toilets to Terror, the making of Ghoulies that came out in 2015, and Ghoulies 2, more Toilets, more Terror, the making of Ghoulies 2 for in 2015 as well. We're going to put a link to the Ghoulies fandom page. That way you can kind of check out a little bit more about those movies, see what you think, see if they are gremlins to you. Um, and it has some cool artwork and pictures. Those who uh, lived in the 80s may remember the video box that had a ghoulie coming out of a toilet, and they, <laughs> which is where that whole toilets thing comes from, yeah. the makings of. Then... Um, Going way back to 1963, the Twilight Zone episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, that uh, little creature on the wing of the airplane that William Shatner sees, that's a gremlin. Um, and then in the 1984 Twilight Zone, oh sorry, I think it's 83, shoot, is that right? I thought it was 84, Twilight Zone the movie, I think, uh, where is that? Twilight Zone, the movie. Hang on. I just want to make sure I have that. Oh, it is 1983. For some reason, I thought it was 84. In any event, um, they also did a remake of, of Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, and so there's the gremlin in that. And uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for that particular gremlin in the Twilight Zone. And then in 1943, you had the Bob Clampett Bugs Bunny cartoon Falling Hair, which we're going to put a link to that cartoon in the show notes. Oh, and that yeah. Has a gremlin. Yeah, that has that gremlin yep. in it, which is pretty cool. If you're in Transylvania and you're looking for gremlins, you're going to find them in downtown Transylvania's Emperor's Town, which is a bustling maze of streets and alleys filled with mysterious-looking markets, trinket, and jade shops, and an intricate underground network of, of ornate caverns where you'll find mighty emperors. Uh, this is the flip side to San Francisco's Chinatown in the human world, but uh, here you're going to find gremlins for sale in any of the many antique stores in the area. So if you get our book, Transylvania Traveler, which you can find at jackolanternpress.com, you can get our book. And you can learn how you can uh, navigate that area and you'll get to Emperor's Town and check out some gremlins. Oh, wait, real quick. Be before we jump into the trick-or-treat thing, just real quick, which gremlins was your favorite? Spike, the brain, the brain gremlin that we played at the beginning of the show where he's talking. Yeah. That... that he's he's the best to me that that's probably my favorite too just because the guy who played that i i remember you mentioned tony his name earlier yeah. yeah i mean that was just that he was he was one of my favorites i mean gizmo's neat too uh but uh i, I definitely liked him the best as well yeah he's also just, he's uh, which funny. movie was your favorite the second one by far yeah, that that's mine the as second well. one. Oh, you know what i forgot they're supposed to be making a, another gremlins movie and I was going to research it to see what the latest on it was because I had read about it a while back. Uh, maybe what I'll do is after we record, I'll find a link and I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, there is supposed to be, I don't know if it's a third one, a remake or what, but I know that they, they've been trying to make another one for a while, which 
I'm sure it'll oh, be God, all with CG. the CG that we have yeah. nowadays. That would be insane. Yeah. Which I don't know if that'll be as cool. It may the not be. I mean, were... Rick Baker did a phenomenal job on those things, so I don't know. Yeah, it, always we'll the originals always seem to be the best, anyways. Yeah. All right, it's time for our trick-or-treat bags where Tom and I share something cool we've been checking out during this last week. So what have you been checking out, Tom? Well, it's it's funny that you even... Uh, you know how last week we were talking about, uh, you know, that what we're going to do for December with the uh, the ghosts? Uh, oh, yeah, for, for Ghosts from Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. So if you click on that link that, that I sent you... This guy, uh, or these these guys, are going to make a Christmas Carol adventure in a Dungeons and Dragons what format. The, oh man, that looks awesome! Like, yeah, and, and it looks like it's they're making it uh, dark. So um, you're basically they well. Let me just it's on a Kickstarter. We'll put the link in the show notes. But these guys. Um, are basically saying it's a it's a 5e which is the 5th edition of Dungeons and Dragons and it's just a one-shot adventure for 5th to 7th level characters following the the Charles Dickens Dickens classic tale. It looks like they already fulfilled their pledge. Their pledge goal was $6500 and they've already received they're they're already up to $26,000. Um there's 708 backers as of today. Um, there's a little, uh, video about it, but this thing, it's a 40 page adventure book. You could get a digital one for 15 bucks or a paperback, which I'm, I'm probably going to get the paperback, but they got different encounters that are ghost-like creatures. Uh, they have the maps. It says a six adventure map set. They have huge, large maps. They're poster size. Then there's 11 different adventure figurines. They got... You know, Scrooge, they got these skeletons that have these huge shovels that come after you. They got these little um, little guys that are coming up out of the ground. Uh, there's a mystery figurine. They're all hand-painted. I, I mean, they, it looks like they're going to have some add-on packs. They got the Spirit of Christmas model packs. I mean, I, I'm this thing looks sweet, and I'm definitely going to get it when it comes out because uh it looks like a lot of fun um but follow these guys watch the video and uh and really i i, I would i would pre-order this uh in, in a second so it's created by a company called verge games and uh this really looks neat so i'm hoping that that they make this a reality it kind of looks like they like i said they already are past their their pledged amount so i would imagine that this is going to be fairly popular very cool. Well, digging into my trick-or-treat bag, uh, you know, the whole reason we did Gremlins was because the first movie takes place around Christmas time. And uh, yeah, like Tom and I, you know, like we're both getting into Christmas right now. Um, so that's why we did Gremlins because it's, you know, getting into Christmas. But yeah, I, I'm already in the spirit. And when we were talking about doing our Monster Mondays for December, 
you, you know, doing the, the ghosts, all the ghosts from the Christmas Carol, I started getting into the Christmas Carol again. So the thing that I actually checked out again was our episode from last year on the Christmas Carol. And I forgot some of the stuff that we were checking out um, for that podcast. We I basically watched a ton of adaptations of A Christmas Carol. Plus, I read this book on The Man Who Invented Christmas, which was about Charles Dickens writing A Christmas Carol. Anyway, that's the thing I was checking. I I listened to our podcast from last year, so I'm going to put a link in the show notes just for anyone who who either loves The Christmas Carol or anyone who wants to get into The Christmas Carol, definitely check out the episode because there's a lot of stuff that we bring up and it would probably be a good primer before we get into December and start talking about the ghosts of uh, of The Christmas Carol. But uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that we bring up um, because, you know, stuff that, that we were looking at, graphic novels of The Christmas Carol, the original text, but yeah, it's the a Christmas Carol is definitely one of my favorite Christmas stories, and uh, it's you know there's some stuff that we were talking about in that podcast that I definitely want to revisit again this year, um, and then you know one of the things was the the Dickens Festival, which I'm sure will be canceled this year because of COVID. Oh but, yeah, I'm uh, sure it will. That's be. Yeah, that's still something I want to check out. But any in any event, check that link, um, that episode of the show, and uh, you know, hopefully, you get into a Christmas Carol as much as we did. Yeah, if anybody's interested, I mean, I I know that you were gonna put the link, but it's episode twenty two, and we put it out on December eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I I remember having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I mean, I spent, uh, I think I spent like a month just watching Christmas carols and, and, and there were, oh, yeah, a ton I remember of them doing I watched. the same thing. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the bad part about it, well, the good part about it is I'm jumping right back into it again. So, and I, yeah. So, anyhow, that's yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, anything else, Tom, before we call it a night? No, that'll do it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Which, by the way, I forgot we got a nice little review. Uh, let me see if I can find it again. We got a nice yeah, little was, review. It was oh, a go good ahead, review. Tom. Yeah, let me I, see what I, the heck I, you, you had it while I was gonna gonna say something while you were looking it up. But uh, yeah, it, uh, I read that the other day, and it's kind of neat, you know, when people you know give us some feedback, and you know, makes us feel pretty good about what we're doing. Uh, we, we enjoy doing this as uh, you know, just for fun. Um, and uh, obviously to promote our book and and then just give you guys information you know about all these monsters it's fun for us to just go dig in and find different things uh so yeah yeah and uh here is what it says from uh from kenzie osborne's five stars 
Such an outstanding podcast. I've never been more pumped for spooky season. Not in my whole life. I think I might get a few pumpkin spice tattoos. <laughs> Maybe I will decorate the house for Halloween all year. Hashtag pumped. Well, Kenzie Osborne, thanks for listening. And uh, we really appreciate the uh, the review. Uh, but anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us this evening. And uh, we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch. Well, that's a story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz or your washing machine blows up or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. <laughs>